Hey, everybody. <laughs> looky here, looky here. Clint, how you doing, man? I'm good. I thought we played the music first. We, we normally, well, it's going to play later. Oh, we got an announcement to make right now. What? Are we you serious? Tell the people about something special. Oh. You see, Clint, last week. Right. We hit the big time. Your boys went big time. Big time. We got one of our heroes to sit down with us on the podcast and talk all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And watch a baseball game with us. With big O Oliver Miller. That brought some credibility to your boys. It really did. Got and now this in. week, with a big, huge special thanks to our buddy Mike Floyd. Mike Floyd, the man, has helped you got us. got two out. first names, people. That's right. He has helped us out. And we have Michael Turner on the podcast here in just a minute. Michael freaking Turner. Regional MVP. Regional MVP. The catcher. The catcher for the Arkansas Razorbacks right now. The guy who sits back there and guns people down with that fiery right arm. The guy who was bad-mouthed by a radio show host and handled it with class. He does a great job. I had fun doing the interview. We've already done yeah, that. It answers a lot of great questions. Just some great stories yeah. and some behind-the-scenes stuff that about the game, about what he does during the game and why he does what he does. Just nice, couldn't be a nicer young man, a nicer guy. He's a kid, Clint. He's a kid. Just a young lad. He's he's older than most of his teammates, but to us, just a kid. Just a, if you're under 30, you're just a kid. To that's me. right. But we're so thankful to have him on, y'all. Listen, like and share this video. The hog we we have the hog starting catcher, the regional MVP on our podcast the week before Omaha. We're going to Omaha, baby, and we're talking to him. Share this with folks. People are wanting to know what the hogs are thinking. He tells us what the hogs are thinking. He tells us about uh, what it was like to play in that regional one against Oklahoma State and some other stuff, too, y'all. It's, it's, good. it's good. Yeah, it's a great interview, and, and we ask a lot of questions. I think gives some great answers. I think exactly. hopefully y'all enjoy it as much as we enjoyed doing the interview. So, hey, hey guys. he is a fan of a great football team. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, guys, seriously, thanks for listening. Like and share. And we appreciate y'all so much. Thank you, Mike Floyd. Get ready for Michael Turner. One, two, three, five. You've ever seen a lame man walk? Ever heard a dumb man talk? Never seen a blind man see? Seen a cancer Ever seen all the poor get fed? Ever seen a prisoner set free? I promise you, changes. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Big C and Bigger T podcast. I'm your boy, Bigger T, as always. And y'all, we have a great show for you. 
I got to announce him first, but, you know, hey, Clay Clark's here. How you doing? I'm here. Enough about me. Get on to the guest. Enough about you. We got a special guest, y'all. Look, this is big time. You know, this podcast, uh, Michael, I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, actually our buddy, mutual friend, Mike Floyd, ran into Mm -hmm. Paul Feinbaum on a podcast. And Mike had just been on our podcast and he showed him our podcast and he said, he said, I quote, I think I'm quoting out. I, I may be getting this all wrong, but in my mind, this is what I heard Mike say. Oh, that looks great. I'll have to check that out. Hey, buddy, actually, I'm going to subscribe right now. So that's right. we're endorsed by Paul Feinbaum. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, everybody, yo, we have Michael Turner, the catcher, the man, the regional MVP, the guy who just he may have some injuries from that dog pile that he don't want to tell us about because everybody there's always somebody comes out of one of those injuries. Oh yeah. But um Michael Turner, man, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You uh, got your bags packed, ready to go to Omaha, huh? Yeah, doing some laundry right now, but I got to start packing soon. I think we're leaving Wednesday, so the uh, the uh, opening ceremony is on Thursday, so I'm excited. Man, we're listen. All the Razorback fans are super excited for you, man. People <laughs> talking about you at church, at the store, at Walmart, at McDonald's, wherever we're at. People are man, they're Razorback baseball crazy. Heck yeah. And half these people don't know what a baseball is, but (laughs) that's true. There's a lot of them that don't. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, my neighbor lady. She's a a widow. She's, I don't know how old she is. She's loving it. She's watching y'all. Heck yeah, man. It's fun to be a part of. Saying, oh, I can't believe they're in a rain delay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, man, tell us about, all right, you're from Ohio, correct? Yes, sir. Now I got to ask you a question, and uh, this could this this may make a big difference on how this interview goes. I'm a little nervous about <laughs> it. Right. Honest with you. right. You're from Ohio. Right. Who's your football team? I get this question a lot, man, and nobody ever likes my answer. But to be honest with you, I don't watch a whole lot of football. But if I had to pick a team, I'm closer to Cleveland, so I got to go with them. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like the cross is averted. Cross right, we're good then. we're good <laughs> if you would have said the Bengals or the Steelers no man no no <laughs> Not I, don't, me. I don't care I just want my fantasy team to do good so it works yeah, well, yeah. honestly I, blame I, you. I wouldn't have given you a hard time because uh when you were born they probably didn't have a team in Cleveland <laughs> so, uh, all right but I've been a Browns fan since the 80s man and I'm nice in Arkansas my whole life but um I love the Browns. Bernie Cozo. Cool. Today, so. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us about growing up in Warren, Ohio. Oh, man. Uh, super small town. Uh, I graduated with, I think it was 120, and we had one of the bigger classes to go through. So uh, it was one of those towns where everybody kind of knew everybody, and uh, we actually had a really good athletic class going through. So uh nobody believes this but i played soccer soccer was probably my favorite sport going up until i got to high school which everybody's shocked by that one but yeah we were always good at soccer basketball and baseball 
And uh, once we got to high school, we kind of stopped the soccer thing, but we played a lot of basketball and baseball and uh, won the first ever uh, state championship senior year there. So that was super cool to be a part of. And my sister won it the same year. So that's one of my best baseball memories. But yeah, man, growing up there is a, it's a cool memory. Super small town and got to be a part of some really cool stuff. Yeah, your, your graduating class had just slightly more than ours. I think we had a, we had a class of 100, and we went over this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and I was higher in that class than Travis. That's right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. We were both 2.4 GPA. <laughs> we're both nice. <laughs> we actually went to high school at the same place that Caden Wallace went. Okay, cool, cool. So that's not too far from the stadium, right? A couple of hours? Yeah, it's it's right in central Arkansas, just about uh, okay. 30 minutes. Caden actually broke quite a few of my records. I bet. <laughs> I'm I, bet. I didn't even play baseball. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, um, Caden's probably the second best athlete to come out of Wooster. Me right. in the first. I was yeah. I was a terror on the on the basketball court. You know, I was just joking. All right. <laughs> just kidding. He's, he's by far the best. Worcester's yeah. a town of about 500, so it's a, but okay. the school was Greenberg. Anyway, now your dad was a pro baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he got drafted out of high school, so he was committed to Ohio State actually, and got the call late in the draft and just decided to go. So yeah, he never got the uh, college experience, but after seeing what he's uh, he's seen this year, uh, I think he's a little jealous for sure. That's right. <laughs> That's so. So what position did your dad play? So in high school, he was a pitcher, first base, outfielder. He's left-handed. So okay. he was uh, – he swears to this day he would have got drafted as a pitcher, but he was a pretty big-time quarterback at the time, and he actually hurt his shoulder pretty bad doing that. So they switched him over to first base and outfield. But, yeah, more of a more of a hitter. Yeah. And now your sister's – good athlete on her own right too right yeah she's uh she's probably the best athlete in the family uh she so we were both at Kent uh for let's see I was there for four years she was there for three um she was Gatorade player of the year the whole thing uh had an offer from just about every division one school in the country coming out of high school and decided to stay close to home and I think I had something to do with that being a Kent already she just wanted to uh go somewhere familiar but yeah uh Fun fact, she uh, this is the first year ever in my life that I had more home runs than she did. So I got to brag on that a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, first one. <laughs> Take that, sis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you got that little regional VB, v, MVP thing you can brag about. Oh, now. yeah. That's right. That's right. Bragging rights. <laughs> y'all are swinging to some crazy pitches. But I think I'd still rather stand up there against what y'all go against than what she's going against with that crazy underarm jump. Yeah, man, I don't know. I've never seen it. I would like to see it just to compare, but I've never seen it. That does some weird stuff, man. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, and now you didn't start playing catcher till late in high school. <laughs> crazy story again. So I was a shortstop my whole career growing up. Shortstop pitcher, actually, mm-hmm. and. One of my first summer ball coaches ever handed me some gear. He played pro ball, so he had a pretty good, good idea of what was going on. Uh, gave me some catcher's gear and was like, when you get to college, you're going to catch. And I was like 10 or 11 or 12 at the time. And I was like, you're crazy, man. I didn't believe him. You were 10 so, years old when he told you that? Yeah, I, it might have been a little bit. Between 10 and 13, somewhere around there. What a Anyways, game. I went to uh, 
some super small college showcase. And at the time you had to put down uh, two positions that you played and I had the gear. So I was like shortstop and catcher. So naturally at the camp, I got to do all this catching showcase thing. Now it's just like, I'm super uncomfortable. And I did the pop time. Uh, they tell me, write it down, whatever. And I put up a good number and a scout for Kent state was there. And that's when they invited me to their camp. So that was actually, I think the only, I might've went to an Ohio state camp once, but yeah, the only camp I really ever went to was Kent mm-hmm. and same situation, get there. And after the camp, they have a big game with all the players that came to the camp and I'm starting to catch it. First time I'd ever caught in a game in my life. And <laughs> naturally the pitcher four pitch walk. And I'm like, probably three pass balls. I don't even remember. I know it was terrible, <laughs> but he gets on first. He steals second. I throw him out by like five feet or something like ridiculous. So pause the scrimmage, send the kid all the way back to first base and said, do that again. Had him steal the next pitch, threw him out again. They pulled me out of the scrimmage. So we're going to offer you. And it was like, it was, it was wild because I'd never caught in a game. I know everything else besides the arm looked terrible, but it was, it was pretty cool. Okay. Just to make sure I understand in your first time playing catcher in a game, mm-hmm. At a college campus at a show game. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get offered to play catcher. Yes. At a reputable college. Yes. That was very I mean, crazy. This, they this they pulled me out. This wasn't South Arkansas Technical College in Kansas. <laughs> no. no. This is Kent oh, State. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know Arkansas is a little higher than that or Ohio State, but uh-huh. you know, Kent State's no. Yeah. They were pretty good. I mean, they've always been pretty solid in the MAC. They've won a lot. Um, yeah. I was super excited to go. I didn't know a whole lot about college baseball at the time, to be honest. I was just super happy to get an offer. Oh, yeah. And we just got the time period. They gave me, I think it was two weeks to say yes or no. And I said, yeah, I'll come. It's close to home. I like the field, whatever. And we went. But, yeah, they pulled me out of the game. And they said, we want you to come catch. And I straight up told them, look, look I've never caught in a game before in my whole life. So, I <laughs> I'm going to need some help there. But I said, yeah, we'll teach you, but just bring the arm with you. Okay. Dude, that's awesome. That gun. Yeah. Crazy story. Yeah. Crazy story. So which one do you like better? Did you like shortstop better or you like playing catcher better? That's a tough one, man. Uh, After catching for like, I've got some experience now. I think I like catcher better, but I I'm, I'm still super comfortable. Like I've played a lot of third and first base at Ken as well, probably 50, 50 between the, like either a corner or catch. So I was super comfortable there and it's definitely a lot easier on your body, but I think I like catching more just because you're a part of every play of the game. Just keeps you super involved. Now you have a little bit of a different style. And for Mm -hmm. us old timers, like Clint and I, when we see you back there, we think Tony Pena. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of him. I haven't watched much of him, but I've heard of him. He was one of the first one to go down to a knee, like okay, or, or to kind of. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just do the splits back there. Yeah, <laughs> he'd go mm-hmm. down on his butt almost. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of makes you do that, or, or, or what kind of got you to start doing it? Was it just that it's comfortable to you, or what? That uh, that actually started at Kent. So I I've only really had one catching coach prior to Arkansas, and it was my freshman year at Kent. His name was Tony Caldwell, and he taught me basically everything I know about catching other than I'm big on watching video. Like I'll go back, watch a video myself, compare it to whoever I like at the time. But yeah, that was kind of his thing. Um, 
I wasn't receiving the low ball that well uh, when I got there, mainly because I didn't know how. But that just helped me get below that ball a little bit better. And I know a lot of people don't like it because of the whole mobility thing, but I think the amount of pitches that you steal in that position at the bottom of the zone correlate the wins more than maybe one pass ball every five games just because it's a crazy wild pitch that maybe somebody might get on two feet maybe but if you ask the pitchers if it gets by me it's like they're mad because they threw it that far away from the zone so if it's remotely close to the zone it's it's doable but if it's like it's too much but it, i mean there's a point where it gets to be too far yeah well and well and I can see where people, and I've heard, you know, I've heard some people complain about, you know, say they don't like this style or whatever. Hey, no one told Tony Pena and Pudge Rodriguez that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, uh, the thing is, if you don't, you're right. If you're not letting that ball go between your legs and back to the backstop, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're stopping those and, you know, and that happens, man, you know, yeah, that's that, you're right. That saves you. And, you got the arm to make up for, you know, mm -hmm. you know, people say, well, you know, well, it makes it harder for you to throw down. Well, people ain't stealing on Michael Turner very much. Yeah. I, I honestly, I would disagree with that a little bit. I've done all the tests. I test myself. I have people telling me all the time. I'll go from two feet, one knee down, left knee, right knee down. I'm testing all of them just to see. The right knee down was faster on a lot of them than it was on two feet. Really? It's actually – the way I position myself, it's almost in a really good – it's it's almost a better position to throw than the two-feet thing. It's almost more movement mm -hmm. with the two feet up or two knees up rather than the one knee down. So, yeah. it's it's really similar, man. I'm not giving up much on all pop time. Hey, it's working for you, buddy. That's yeah. right. That's right. It works, it works. Stay with it. <laughs> all those haters, you can say, uh, yeah, I'm packing for Omaha right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Regional MVP. <laughs> I mean, you um, don't have to brag. Travis is going to do it for you. That's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll talk. Well, me and Clint will talk the smack for okay. you. Regional, regionally. All right. Um, <laughs> now you decided to transfer. You played four years at, at Kent, and and I'm mm -hmm. sure you enjoyed. I'm, I'm sure that was an enjoyable time there. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of people, you know, you I get you graduated from Kent, right? So you were a graduate. Yeah. And so you had this extra year. You could go. And you entered the transfer portal, and I'm sure mm -hmm. that's when the people started calling. And mm -hmm. there's some obvious answers to this, okay? But I got to ask the question. Why okay. Arkansas? Uh, I've gotten that one a lot, man. Um, I'm sure you have. So we played we, – we, uh, <laughs> we played here in 18 when I was at Kent. Mm -hmm. So I was, that was my freshman year. And that was my first exposure to big time college baseball. Like when I say I didn't know a lot about college baseball, like I genuinely didn't know that Arkansas was good at baseball at the time. Like I had no idea like how much better the SEC was. I was just kind of out there. Yeah. So we came and it was early on in the year. So it was a little bit cold, but naturally sold out stadium, man, was calling the hogs. And I was like in shock. I, I just couldn't believe that it was college baseball. It felt like professional baseball. So that stuck with me, man. Um, when I got in the portal, I had a lot of teams reach out. And I've told a few people this. I was like a couple hours away from going to Kentucky, actually. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first SEC school to reach out. Yeah. And I was I was in Kent with my girlfriend at the time. We actually went to dinner, and we were just talking about where I was thinking about going. And this was 
last year. So when Arkansas was number one the whole year, ridiculous season, and yeah. I just jokingly said to her, I was like, man, what are they waiting on? Where, where's that email at? Or something, like just messing around. And I'm not kidding. Five minutes later, I looked down at my phone and Coach Thompson sent me an email. And she said she'll never forget the look on my face. So it was just kind of like a dream come true. That's great. Well, and what's been, I mean, of course, the bigger venue, the bigger, all that kind of stuff. But for you, in your development as a player, what's been the biggest differences at Arkansas? And how has Arkansas maybe helped you out in that way? There's a lot. Uh, start with the coaching. I mean, we got best hitting coach, best head coach in the country, in my opinion. So, I mean, I, other than my dad growing up, I never really had any hitting coach. When I went to Kent, they never changed anything. They kind of let me be, which I guess it's a compliment in some ways. They just kind of let a high school guy come in and stick with what he's been doing. But uh, yeah, I didn't change much there. When I got here, uh, we messed with the power a little bit. Uh, I'm starting to use my legs a little bit more and I've hit more home runs this year than I have in any other uh, years so far. So I'm, I'm happy with that. But I mean, the facilities and the opportunity to develop, like you could, when you come here, you can get as good as you want to be. Um, there's just so many options to like, if I wanted to go to the field right now, I can set up a machine or something to throw me ground balls or receive, like you can do whatever you want. So as good as you want to get, man, you got the opportunity to do it here. And am I right in, I, I kind of glanced at your stats at Kent. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we do top notch research around here. Uh, All right. I didn't even Google you. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, seriously, uh, seems like, you know, some of your stats have picked up this season from what they were against State. And logically, you would think you're playing against, you know, week-to-week better talent, being in the SEC, just being, in, you know, against bigger schools. I, I think that says a lot for for what's happened to you since you've come to Arkansas, man. Because, I mean, not yeah. that stats are – I mean, you had good stats at Kent, so, I mean, I'm not saying that, but you got more home runs here, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have um, – I, I saw your senior year, I think you had six home runs at Kent. Yeah, that was my most ever. So, nine uh, nine passes that up. But senior year, I will say I got hurt last year, so I probably would have had a few more than that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, nine's the most I've had. Yeah. So, that, that's that's awesome, man. That, that I think, like you said, that speaks to, you know mm-hmm. – the coaches yeah. and the facilities and yeah, for sure. what, what can happen when someone takes advantage like like you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, now now Travis is more of a serious guy and I'm more of the boxers or briefs guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not asking that though. So I, I played football and they'll play is is a loosely used term. I was on the team. I got to hang out. They let me go on the bus. That was <laughs> I did warm-ups. I knew after seat rolls, it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, so I, at Arkansas Tech in Russellville. Um, now, but I do remember going to Southwest Missouri State or Northwest Missouri State and thinking about how there's their, their student section was. Mm-hmm. So who's got some of the best student sections that, that at least make you laugh that are funny? Not, I mean, I mean, you've got some people that are probably flipping you the bird and Mm-hmm. You, you know, calling your mom awful things. Oh but yeah, ones are like genuinely like that's that's good. That, yeah, that's good. Uh, I think the, the number one uh, 
place we played this year fans-wise, I think, would be Texas A&M. That place was absolutely electric when we were there. But uh, this past weekend was pretty good, man. We got to the field at, on, let's see, it would be Saturday, the first game. I think we got there at like 8.45 or 9. And they had people lined up in right field. They were getting after it pretty early. So <laughs> it, it was cool to see that. They had some good ones. That was uh, – Carolina was pretty funny. That's good. They seem yeah, to be. It, it seem to be a respectful place, you know. Like they, they yeah. seem to. Mm-hmm. The teams seem to respect each other. Mm-hmm. Unlike the regional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little different vibe there. All right, I get. I'm not. You don't have to say anything about this, but when uh, you know, homeboy went France into third. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm an old football player, so I, I wanted to. Yeah you know, make a tackle right then. Yeah. <laughs> you like, yeah, you're the, yeah, you had to stop yourself from going viral probably. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, and it, but I think it says a lot about y'all that y'all, you know, I love what the coach said at, at chapel. Or, yeah. Uh, that was cool. You know, he didn't have to say that about y'all. I mean, yeah. When he, you know, he, he has to say congratulations to Arkansas whenever a coach mm-hmm. has to be there. Right. But, but he, you know, he, he said y'all were classy guys and you didn't talk. Mm-hmm. You just did your work. And, you know, yeah. and he had just saw y'all dogpile on his field, you know, mm-hmm. to celebrate. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool compliment for sure. But he understood too. That was just, you know, mm-hmm. nature of the beast. You know, when you, when you make a big play like that. Yeah. Now, so, now, now this weekend, you know, we had two just phenomenal starting pitching performances. I mean, Connor was dealing, McIntyre was dealing. It was, it was just a thing of beauty. How much pride do you take as a catcher in in calling a good game? How much do you have – how much do you call the game? Is it all radioed in? How much feedback do you have? Uh, I call, I would say, 98% of the game. Um, and, yeah, I take a lot of pride in that. But, I mean, I got to give them a lot of credit just because I call fastball outside doesn't mean they're going to throw it there. So, I do take a lot of pride in that. Uh, I think I'm – I'd like to think I'm really good at calling a game at this point in my career. I've been playing college baseball a long time. So, I've seen a lot of hitters. And I, I'm, I'm a big, like, watch what they do the previous at-bat guy. So, I, like, we do the scouting report. I watch all their videos. And Coach Hiles breaks it down for us and gives us his report. I kind of read it, and then I'll watch video on my own and see, like, do I agree with everything he said? Do I see something different? And then you guys probably see me in the game. I'm always pulling out that white card out of my back pocket, and it's kind of like – it just gives me some hints, like, say, maybe it says he struggles with the fastball outside or something like that. So I, I go – the first time through the order, I'm more of a pitch to their strength guy. Even if I know, like, this guy might hit the curveball well, well, can he hit Connor's curveball well? Like, it's like, I'm not going to pitch around him just because he does that well. So, yeah, man, I take a lot of pride in that. But like I said, I like to read their their uh, their first at bat. So, say he hammered the curveball before, and then it's like a mind game for me. So, if I'm hitting in my first at bat and I hammer a curveball, I'm thinking, like, they're probably going to throw a fastball here, mm-hmm. right, as a hitter. So, you got to assume that. So, I'm thinking as a catcher, if that's what he's thinking – why would I not throw something off speed? Like it's just like a it's a big mind game. So I'm constantly talking to myself and just kind of going through it. That's 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 cool to think. Of. Now, when they you got that card, is that are you getting radioed in some of that information about those hitters too? So <clears throat> me and Coach Hobbs have a thing. All I have to do 
if I'm looking at the pitcher, he won't say anything. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is turn my head and I'll kind of like look at him out of the side of my eye. And he's always watching me. So as soon as he sees me do that, he'll tell me like, hey, I think you should do this. Or a lot of times he'll just say, I trust you with whatever you think here. But yeah, most of the time I'm calling it. That's cool. That's great. The coaches trust y'all to do that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, some of those games, they show that coach on the sideline and he's talking into that thing every, uh-huh. every at bat. I forget. Mm-hmm. Was that the, the regional Clint where they were showing that on TV a lot? Um, oh yeah. But that coach was over there. He was saying something just about every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, and that to me, you know, y'all are, you know, y'all aren't high school kids. You know, you, mm-hmm. you watch film, you study, and and that's, you know, that's you know was that the same? Was that the same way at Kent? Did you kind of get to call the game yourself there too, or just something you started yeah. to do more at Arkansas? No, I called it. So my freshman year, I caught one inning, and I called it then. And sophomore, junior, senior year. I called every pitch. Uh, we didn't have the radios then. So when I got to Arkansas, that was a whole new thing. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, we didn't have that. So I called every single pitch at Kent. And, yeah, we just got a lot of experience there. And then I came in, and they let me call them in the fall. I think it was kind of a test to see how I would do. And I think they were happy with it. So they just kind of gave me that freedom. Showed they could trust you. Now, one of the things that every time he comes in, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, when we're watching the games on TV that the announcers, you know, like, hey, did you know uh, Coach had to give Jalen Battles the number two? <laughs> to give yeah, him- man. Like, they- that comes up every first at bat yeah. with Jalen Battles. Mm-hmm. The announcer says that. It's kind yeah. of a joke, become a joke on Twitter. Hey, mm-hmm. did y'all know? You know? But yeah. one of the things when Tiger comes in is they talk about spin rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, that he has the greatest spin rate, okay, or mm-hmm. whatever, or he has the spin rate of, you know, that most pros have. Mm-hmm. Okay, explain that to me from the catcher's perspective. What, is, what does um, that do, and what is, or, or from the hitter's perspective, too, how does that make it more? Uh, it's hard to explain from a catcher's perspective, really. All I can say is that it breaks a lot more and a lot faster than everybody else's does. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a hitter's perspective, if – somebody with an average curveball throws you a curveball you can usually see the seams on it i can pick up like a four seam spinning perfectly backwards two seam like you can see the seams it's going to go this way curveball you can see it like you can see the access access of the ball mm-hmm. but his is spinning so fast that it just looks like a white blur so it looks like it's a fastball coming in because when it's a four seam fastball you can't see the seams it's coming completely straight so that's what it looks like out of his hand regardless of what he throws so it's not necessarily the the speed that it's coming at you that's making it hard to see. Like you yeah, know, you can imagine just, like Chapman for the Yankees throwing 107. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's just hard to see. But yeah. if you throw that spin into it, because mm-hmm. those seams, those those red seams on that ball is what you pick mm-hmm. up. Your eye. So you can, you know, I mean, well, <laughs> as little kids, what were we told? Keep your eye on the ball, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, man, his his ball is just electric from even his slider has a really good spin rate, too. So all three of his pitches, we have a camera when we're throwing bullpens. It'll be right behind the pitcher's arm Mm -hmm. and it shows his release point and then it'll show the overlay of how the balls break up. And his is just it's exciting to watch, man. It's like you you just cannot pick up on it. That's why he's so tough to hit. And once again, okay, 
when you can look at Clint and I, when we tried to go to the baseball field, they said, no, go to the football field. You know, I get oh, it. I get it. Far too big for this. <laughs> okay. But is uh, – <clears throat> um, I forgot what I was going to ask now. No, uh, when he when he throws those pitches like that, is it something in his hand when he releases it that makes that spin happen, that he just has something that, that works, or is it just – yeah. It's just the way it comes out of his palm. Yeah, man, that, that's a million-dollar question, man. If I could figure out how to spin it like that, I, I would, uh, I'd make a lot of money, man. I don't know. I, I think it has something to do with his arm action. If you watch him in slow motion, his arm is super whippy. Mm. Um, but I don't know. You, you can't teach it, man. I don't know. So, so what, was, what, what was more fun, catching the final out the regional are, are, are walking it off in the super. Walking it off in the super, man. I mean, <laughs> I, oh, that's a tough one. I mean, we're going to Omaha, so I have to say that. But right. that, situ- that situation in the regional was electric, man. I was fired up. Uh, yeah. I, we had a freshman on the mound. It was just a huge situation. That was super fun to be a part of. But I got to go with the super, man. We're going to Omaha. Yeah. See, there's no way to really do it. I mean, it's like, hey, picking between the regional. I just – you know, because I'd often ask, I mean, probably what's more fun, just blowing the smoke by somebody and them yeah. not touching it or freezing them on the curveball. Yeah. Oh, man. That that situation with Riggio, because of everything that happened, was just made it even better. I mean, he had, like, probably the best offensive regional in the country. So, yeah. to strike him out, I mean, he knew fastball was coming. That's all he was throwing at the time. So, that's what, I think that's why everybody was so fired up, because nobody really expected him to strike out right there. But – Hagan's a stud, man. That was fun. Hey, and uh, he joined you with the one knee down during that, too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, to me, that was the best part. Not only did he, you know, did you get him in that situation, you know, the guy that had been, you know, and, hey, look, we're not too hard on that guy. If he's on your team, he's one of those guys that you don't Oh, yeah. Teams, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he does go hard. He's a talented kid. But yep. when you're on the other team, it, it gouges you. It just yeah, for sure. But just to see that, you're right. And then of course, you know, for Michael Turner, he's the MVP of that. You got reason to MVP. So that's yeah. yeah. a little better for you. And, and that and that's yeah. what mm-hmm. the bigger team deal, of course, is is the only mm-hmm. now. Okay, I wanna I wanna address something real quick, and, and this will be you know, there was a, a, a talking – he's not even a talking head, a talking voice in northwest Arkansas that made some dumb remarks, and uh, thankfully he paid for those. But I don't want to talk about him. I thought your remarks, and we talked about it on here, the stuff he complained about I thought was very refreshing mm-hmm. because normally when we – you know, you get the Tom Brady answers from athletes, right? And I know that's mm-hmm. some ways the way you are coached up, you know, but you were just being real honest. I thought, yeah. I thought, man, finally he's answering the question, you know, cause y'all get some dumb questions in press conferences. <laughs> and so, it, but he's answering a good question and he's answering it. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's not easy when people get on Twitter and say bad things about you. Yeah. No one likes that. No, no man. Everyone no. Likes. I, I that got taken like 
<laughs> so far out of context, man. I was like, if you go back and watch that interview, this is my thing. That question set me up for failure. I could not have given a good answer to that question. Yeah. I couldn't have. Regardless of what I said, it was going to be bad. Mm. And this is the best fan base in the world, and I did not mean anything bad by any means at all, other than if we lose a game that we're not supposed to and you see somebody say you suck on Twitter, I'm like, dang, that sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But that was just – that got taken way far out of context. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. But, so Michael, bad. I think that's a good lesson for fans because there's some fans that – I mean, I love Arkansas, and I yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. They do some dumb stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I say some dumb, and we start getting this attitude like, mm-hmm. you know, we can gripe and complain and cuss out everybody we want to cuss out about things, mm-hmm. and we got to remember, man, y'all are just they're trying to you're trying to do your best. It ain't like yeah, you go through a slump at the end of the season. It ain't like you're. You know, well, we're gonna show these fans. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna jump on the struggle bus for a while. Mm -hmm. No, but it's not like that. Man, I admire you on how you handled that. And uh, by the way, the NIL deal with uh, (laughs) the rental company. I mean, that that's that's Lane Kiffin level, brother. That it really is. That's (laughs) Lane Kiffin level. So did they approach you with that idea, or did? So I was just scrolling through Twitter like always after the game. I don't even remember when it was. And our announcer for basketball and baseball, John Williams, tagged me and him at something and said, like, this is a good opportunity or something along those lines. And they responded and said, yeah, let's do it. So I messaged them. And I was like, hey, are you guys serious? <laughs> and I just it kind of went from there. So it, it worked out for both of us, man. I'm excited about it. So see. Well, I, I like I loved it so much. I posted it to her Facebook page as soon as I saw it. I'm like, this, this yeah, is it was pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's a great troll. It really is. Well, and one of the ways we're able to have this interview with you today is uh, my longtime friend, and Clint's known him a long time too, but a new friend of yours is Mike Floyd. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike's a great guy. He lives in Alabama, but he's an Arkansas fan through and through. And, um, one of the things Mike does, and, and I know you've seen this, and it's, he will pick out some players. Normally, it's the guys on Twitter that have the little envelope beside them or whatever to where you can send them direct messages. And he just decides he's going to send them encouraging messages mm-hmm. and just try to, you know, say, hey, you know, proud of you, way to go. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. I know he sends you a lot of like a, motivational you know he does that for his job you know for salespeople. so he sends you a lot of leadership and motivational stuff and things like that mm-hmm. tell me what that and i know there's other fans that do that too okay but i think that's such a wonderful thing that it is there's there's some fans that are well because it's those that yell the bad stuff the ones that get heard way too often mm-hmm. oh yeah so that's why i want to talk about this on here and maybe a yeah, man. other people would be the same. What does that mean yeah. to you to have some people that like actually take some time out and say, Hey man, I want to encourage you. The uh it's it's like it's overwhelming. It's a good type of overwhelming though. Like ever since that whole uh thing came out where that guy said whatever he said, mm-hmm. uh it's like there's so many I try my best to respond to everybody, but the amount of 
messages and all kinds of stuff that I got was just, it was special, man. It just really shows how good this fan base is. And they're just so passionate about the guys. And Mike's just a good example, man. He's just always on top of things and stays up with all of it. And he always has something good to say almost every single day. And it's just, it's refreshing. It just kind of makes you sit back and be like, man, this is, this is fun to be a part of. Yeah. And man, and that's something I hope, and that's something that he's, you know, him doing that is, you know, got me to be, I would do that every now and then, you know, with football mm-hmm. players or basketball players or baseball players, whatever, just kind of every now and then. But that's something that uh, I know just hearing him talk about that. And, and honestly, just hearing him talk about his conversations with you and, and what it's, and, you know, hear you talking about what it's meant to you has made me want to do it a lot more. Cause, mm-hmm. cause man, I, I just think if I was in y'all's situation, where people are always, there's always critics. There's always people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's definitely an important thing. Now, is did Stanford end up winning? I don't know. I wasn't watching. They were up uh, eight to three at one point, so I would imagine they did if they could hold or if they hold on. But uh, I'm not sure yet. So that's so, who y'all will have. Uh, what day do yeah, y'all? Yeah, we got play? the. We all play Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I think we play Saturday. How how are you feeling going in? Does everyone seem to be pretty healthy? Does does the mm-hmm. pitching staff seem to be in, in a good? To me, from outside looking in, especially the way that super regional went, the pitching staff should be in, in a pretty good spot. Yeah, man, I think everybody's starting to click. Uh, I've been saying it since the fall, and it was some of the remarks. Like I know Robert had that video out about talking about we're going to make some noise in the SEC tournament and stuff like that, but uh, we all saw it, man, from the fall till now. We just all saw the potential, and it's cool to finally – get our comments backed up a little bit by the actions on the field. Uh, Everybody's starting to, everybody's starting to click on all cylinders and yeah, we're feeling good. Good. Well, I I was, I was a little nervous that, you know, I did see that there's a chance that we could end up playing Oregon state again. Mm -hmm. Word they'll show that video. (laughs) You know what he's talking about? <laughs> yeah, yes, sure. worst birthday I've ever had, Michael. Oh, That's right. It was man. on your birthday. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was on my birthday. Oh, one of my friends posted. One of my friends who's a Florida fan posted on my Facebook page. He's like, "I oh. hope your birthday ended exactly how you wanted it, Clint." <laughs> oh man, like, so that ain't right. That <laughs> it wasn't ain't right. right. It wasn't right. Yeah, he's not his friend anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. That, and that's all. We, yeah, definitely, because we just don't want to see that highlight. You know? Yeah. So I'm, this you. Is like the first time in my life I'm pulling for Auburn tonight. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess right. I don't have to watch it. I have nothing bad against Oregon. I just don't want to see that play no more. Yeah, I don't blame you. Man, uh, sorry to bring that up. Now, growing up in Ohio, <laughs> okay, uh, I got a question for you here. You, uh, Do you ever go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I haven't, no. Oh, man. I haven't even been to the football hall of fame. I, I got a lot of stuff I got to do when I get back. Man. Well, uh, Clint and I, along with a couple buddies, when we were 19, mm-hmm. we uh, saved up some money. We, you know, we what? We didn't have a lot. Of, you know, we were we were poor Arkansas boys. Took, took my mom's Astro van. Yeah, we took his mom's Astro van, and we went to uh, on a road trip just for 19. Nice. And we went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 
Paramount's King Island and okay. uh, uh, Cincinnati Reds game. Yeah. People don't realize how lit Ohio is until you actually go there. That's right. Yeah, there's some cool stuff, man. Zero yeah. points up there with me. I love that place. Yeah. And then we uh, – and, and that was when the Reds had Deion Sanders. and Oh, no way. Like that. So that was yeah, – Barry Larkin. But uh, anyway, so we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, your hometown is the birth – is the, also the hometown of a famous rocker. Uh oh, I feel like I should know, know this one. You know who I'm talking about? I don't think so. <laughs> he doesn't know. Neither one, no one knows. Right, you may not even know who this is when I say his name. Yeah, who is it? Dave Grohl. You know Dave Joel, you said? Grohl. Oh, no, Dave I don't. He's a lead singer for Foo Fighters. He was the, oh, man. He was the drummer for Nirvana back in the day. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. And Kurt Cobain. I'll have to look him up. When Kurt Cobain died, he took over. He started as lead singer, and now he's lead singer. For okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I didn't know, man. <laughs> now, of course, the dream now is to, uh, I'm sure, to, to, you know, the draft's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not thinking a lot about that right now, and so I don't want to, I don't want to tarry on that too long, but, because you're, you know, your mind's on Omaha, but, mm-hmm. uh, how you know how does it feel coming to this point in your life and and that is looking like a great reality for you because mm-hmm. a left-handed hitting catcher in the pros yeah. with a good arm you know also a guy that if you need him to can can go and play some of the corners mm-hmm. you know that that that's going to look good to some of these teams. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm super excited. I've dreamed about that my whole life. Uh, I, the whole COVID year thing, that was like one of the biggest heartbreaks I've had because that was my junior year, my draft year. So when it got cut down from 40 to five, I just, I knew it wasn't going to happen that year. So mm-hmm. senior year at Kent was just, I'm obviously still looking to get drafted and I got hurt halfway through the year. So I'm like, dang, man. And then I got the opportunity here. So I think proving that you can play on this level is, uh, is big to some guys. Cause I mean, you can, if you're, if you can play in the Mac, you can, you can play here mm-hmm. if you're one of the standout guys, but yeah, it's just a different caliber, man. You, when you're super, like we won the conference my freshman year. And I was like, dang, like we're we're really good, man. Mm. And then you get to a regional and you just get exposed to some teams and you're just like, we aren't that good. So it's <laughs> it's just a different caliber, man. It's I don't know. I'm excited, but like you said, I'm I'm focused on Omaha right now, man. But oh, yeah. yeah, I'm super excited about it for sure. Yeah. Who did y'all play in the who did y'all play in the regional your freshman year? So we went to Texas Tech and we never got to play them. We played uh, Louisville, the first game we lost. Then we played New Mexico State, I think, and we won that game. And then we had to play Louisville again naturally, and we lost and we went home. So we never got to play uh, Texas Tech. But yeah, that was the hottest conditions I've ever played in in my life, man. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fayetteville's a little nicer in Lubbock, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. That was wild. 
<laughs> so I went, I went on vacation, went to Austin, Texas one time. And it just, that was the, that's the hottest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had a, we had guys wearing mold. So they have a turf field in Lubbock and we had guys wearing the molded spikes and we had to take them off because they were melting. It was 137 degrees on the turf on the field. Oh. It was like the closest thing to torture. It sucked. And everybody was exhausted. It was just, uh, it was bad. Which, which do you like playing on better, the turf or, uh, or grass? Uh, a year ago, I would have told you turf just because I played at Kent. We have a full turf field. And I, I've always been a huge fan of turf just because like, playing in Ohio, you got to have turf fields because the weather's so bad all the time. But that was before I knew that dirt fields like ours existed. So it's, it's just, I don't know. I think I like a really nice dirt field, but. If it's not a really nice dirt field, I got to go turf because it's just yeah. super consistent. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of caught there. You know, it's probably a huge difference between the facilities at at Mac schools compared mm -hmm. to these SEC stadiums. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> not even close. We had at Kent, we had a really nice indoor hitting facility. Uh, it was definitely the nicest in the Mac. It was a uh, let's see, we had four real big, high, long cages and a pitching mound in the back. I was like in heaven. I thought that was the nicest thing ever when I got there. But seeing the Fowler and what, what we have here, you just you can't compare. It. So, Michael, what do you do? What's what's your like hobbies? What do you do for fun? Are you an outdoorsy guy? Are you a video guy? Yeah, a... a little bit of both of those actually. Uh, I grew up hunting and fishing with my dad all the time. Uh, we hunt whitetails a lot. We Fish a lot, walleyes, crappies. Uh, me and my dad bass fish a lot. But, uh, yeah, whenever I get the chance to go home, we're definitely going home at some point. Uh, we got a little small cabin in West Virginia, so we go up there. because we You can't use rifles in Ohio, so we go to West Virginia for that. But, yeah, a little bit of video games if I ever get time. Uh, right now, no, just because I have so much going on. Oh on. Somebody talked me into doing summer school, so I gotta do that crap too. So <laughs> I got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh have you got to hunt any around Fayetteville or in Arkansas or fishing? No, I haven't. I I went fishing, let's see, I think just once. It was me, Paulette, and Wiggins. We went over to some pond and it was fun, but that's the only chance I got. You need to get some of them Arkansas boys to take you out. Do a little I know it, man. I don't know what they're waiting on. You know, you can, uh, I'm sure, well, I bet Caden's family, you know, has some places. Oh, yeah. Do some hunting mm -hmm. and fishing around and, and, yeah. and some others there. Now, you know, we don't recommend doing what Trayvon Burks does with the hunting hogs. Do you hear that story? I don't think so. What do you do? You know, no. Tray, you know Trayvon. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would go hunt, uh, hog hunting with a pocket with a hunting knife. What? Yeah, they, they, you know, you go with dogs and the dogs will, yeah. will, will tie up the hog and he would just jump on their back. No way. Cut them. Dang, nah. good for him, man. I'm not in on that one. <laughs> uh, and, and trust me, as southern as this voice is, I don't hunt or fish either one. Yeah. Uh, if I was on that television show with a loan, as soon as they dropped me off, I'd be like, y'all just turn around. Come on back. <laughs> yeah. I'm tapping right now. Come on back. Yeah, That's right. right. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, you know, but there's some good there's some good fishing up there in northwest Arkansas. You know, there's some good oh, yeah. to, to hit up. Uh, you know, there's some there's some good hunting around here too. It's 
Now in Ohio, they don't, is it just archery? Is that all you can do up there? Uh, you can use guns, just shotgun though. Um, shotgun. No rifle. No yeah. rifle. Okay. Well in Arkansas, you can use whatever rifle you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. We don't care. There's no no regulation. That thing with an AR-15, we don't give a crap. Just walk out out in the woods with a couple different choices and just see what happens. Yeah, whatever Whatever works, man. Whatever jumps in front of you, nail it. (laughs) But yeah, well, man, um, what about uh, what's your go-to as far as you know? You know, I know the food in Arkansas is a little different, probably some different kinds of restaurants are you a are you a right barbecue guy or are you a yeah to so, tradition? I'm, i have a i have an nil with Wright's barbecue so i'm a big fan of them uh i'm a big barbecue guy man if it's here in ohio i like it a lot so i was i was pretty happy when i got that opportunity you all have some pretty good barbecue in ohio yeah, yeah a couple spots uh i it's not as good as here for sure but i mean it'll it'll get you by well, I live in South Arkansas, and our barbecue isn't quite as good in South Arkansas as it is in North Arkansas. So, yeah, I get it. But it's not too bad, though. Uh, what about uh, you know, you have you know you have some downtime. What's your uh, what's your go to as far as uh, streaming Netflix or Disney Plus or mm-hmm. some of those? What kind of what kind of shows you into veg you out on? so I, I i would say netflix for the first answer but uh i i try to just do movies because whenever i see a show i get too involved and i'll lay on the couch all day and watch it so i don't like to do that man i try to get one if i'm really tired i'll put a movie on and watch it but i i gotta stay away from the shows but the last show i watched was blacklist and i was like addicted to that man i a week straight i just watched it all day and i just yeah felt like a piece of crap all week so uh, ever since then man i just i gotta stay away from him because this jerk right here he started talking about the show alone and so next okay. thing you know i've watched like nine seasons i haven't left my house <laughs> in three months yeah. apparently i've lost my job because i was bending alone i don't i don't just, oh, i did the man. same with yeah. the, like i waited a long time to watch it but i kept hearing him talk about friday night lights Oh man, I watched that one too. I did the same thing with that. That's one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, I, I waited a long time to watch it, but then I started watching it. And I'm all the way good. Through, all the way through the whole thing in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was, was really like, good. I was such a Friday Night Lights dork that I would I went and like saw the Friday Night Lights sites because apparently yeah. like Jim Regan's house is a real house. Oh really? Like, you know, yeah, there's like just a, a subdivision house. They had like a they had his sign up in the window. I'm like, I'm gonna go look in there. And then a big yeah. ball come running out. And so I'm like, eh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah regular houses there in Austin, Texas, they just would film that. Cool. If you hadn't watched it yet on Netflix, that new movie Hustle, you seen that yet with Adam No, Sandler? I haven't. I saw a bunch of ads. No, Have I you watched it, Clint? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. We talked about this last night. Oh, it is? Oh, it's <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's really good man it's about he's a nba scout mm-hmm. and he goes and finds a a player in spain and you know trying to get him in the nba combine and all that it's, yeah it's i'll have to go watch it that sounds good yeah but uh well man uh 
as you're getting ready, you know, y'all are getting ready for Omaha. What are, what are some of the team, what are some of your goals for this weekend? Just, uh, just get out there and play your best or there's some specific things yeah. you are, are kind of uh, trying to focus on as you get ready. I wouldn't say anything specific. Uh, I think it's just carrying over the last two weeks, man. I think we've been, these last two weeks have by far the best we played all year. Uh, I was telling guys all week after we won that regional, I firmly believed that Oklahoma state was good enough to win the whole thing. That team Mm-hmm. I, I seriously think that they were top number one, if not two or three best teams we played all year. That lineup was super hard to call a game against and pitch against and hit against. They were just, they were, uh, they were sound all the way around. So I think if we can just carry what we've been doing the last two weeks over in Omaha, we're going to, we're going to make a little run. Now, now low key, are you a little bit sad y'all didn't play Tennessee this year? um yes i mean i just want to come out and ask it yeah 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 as a transfer seeing the videos last year after playing uh for dbh and seeing him and vitello get into it a little bit it kind of it lights a fire underneath you for a second so yeah i'm a little upset we don't get to play them but uh they had a heavy year man it was good for them yeah i talked to uh, mike floyd uh sunday night after y'all won by the way when y'all won i was in front of my church preaching okay you know and I'm, I'm in a small church and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I look back and a, a senior high boys on the back row which he's actually a catcher for the local team okay. he all of a sudden I see him doing something with his hands like this about <laughs> the holy ghost I love it yeah I love <laughs> it playing awesome. sports, calling him during his sermon yeah and then all and of a sudden York my, takes the phone call. I have my iPad <laughs> on, on the podium and I yeah. look up and it's saying the call from and it starts ringing. It says a call from Mike Floyd. Oh <laughs> man! Like, I was like, "Well, the Hogs must have won." Heck yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, Mike, I talked to him after church, and he was driving. He's working in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he was wearing all Razorback stuff. And oh the first man! Thing he did when he got to Knoxville, was head into. Uh, a Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. Just sit there with all Razorback hat, <laughs> Razorback shirt. Oh man, that ain't good. That ain't good. He's like, man, I can't wait to get to Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he was. Oh uh, man. In person trolling, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, man, once again, uh, Michael, we we just got to say thank you, man. Um, yeah, no problem. Uh, We'll stop recording just a second. We want you to stay on for just a second before we go. But okay. uh, but uh, I just want to say thank you for joining us, man. This this means a lot to us. Yeah. And uh, you know, we are as Razorback fans, we are we are proud of you guys, and we're we're proud of you for the way you've handled this year. You know, you came in. You know, we didn't really talk about it, but you also came in in a pressure situation because you're following up a pretty daggum good catcher. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your favorite. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in what in a lot of ways you had a lot to live up to. And yeah. and there's some, you know, there's some young guys people were kind of wanting to see too. And so mm-hmm. there was, you know, you cut stepped into a situation that, you know, wasn't necessarily the easiest one to step into. And uh you've handled it with class, you've handled it with humor, you've you know, you've you've been, you know, open, you know, just to 
respond to people on Twitter and things like that, even mm-hmm. if it's just with an emoji or something, you're you're interacting with them and stuff. And man, that that means a lot. It, it really does. Yeah. And um, and that's one of the reasons I think the fans just have loved having you. And uh, you know, once you're a hog, man, you're always a hog. So yeah, so man. I appreciate that. And man, we want you to go and, and enjoy this weekend. Uh, you know, I've sent you a couple messages, but one of my favorite quotes, a missionary named Jim Elliott uh, said, wherever you are, be all there. And um, I think sometimes in life, uh, you know, we, we get so busy with everything that we don't enjoy that moment. We don't just mm-hmm. soak in that moment for everything it is. And, you know, in yeah. baseball, it's a moment by moment game, man. You're, oh, yeah pitch by pitch it's like you were talking about figuring out what that guy's going to throw me and mm-hmm. you, of course with you you're figuring out what's this guy ready to hit yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what, what's what do we do and and man and just all those moments you know those that you're having right now man just enjoy it because you know you're yep. getting to you're getting to live some cool stuff and i know That's you know right. that i know you know that but I uh, just want to say it, and, and we do appreciate you. Clint, you got something you want to add? Yeah, I was going to tell you, I do have a bit of good news for you. I've been to Nebraska school. It's not humid, so you've got that. Okay, good. cool. You're, you're cool, that's the best news humid. yet. So, <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's flat, nothing but corn, but it's not humid. Yeah. It'll probably not be a little cooler even than Fayetteville, so that'd be nice. Nice. I hope you're right. Oh, Maybe great. we won't have any of those crazy rain delays, man. Or oh man, that was that was so bad. Yeah, I bet. Oh. What did y'all do? I meant to ask you this earlier, but let me say it real quick. What did y'all do to kind of stay zoned in during that? Just kind of relax and yeah, everybody just kind of chilled out. I uh, I personally just sat in the dugout and just kind of tried to stay warm. They had a room in the back for us but it was like it was really cold and i just didn't want to get all tightened up because i didn't know how long it was going to be so i was either sitting in the dugout or just walking around a little bit talking to people but nothing specific they had a little locker room for us with a tv on so we were watching a different game for a little bit but yeah i was just doing my best to stay loose well y'all did a great job man and once again hog fans everywhere man we're, we're behind you we're supporting you and and uh we're can't wait to watch you and uh just keep it up, and uh, maybe we can we can get you on another time after the season and, and yeah. talking about the major league draft or something. Then you can focus on that. A yeah, little. let's do it. Thank you guys so much for hey, having thank me. Thank you awesome. for coming on. I do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, no problem, man. Y'all, thanks for listening, thank folks that are out there. You know, we're on uh, YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. Travis is on Farmers Only still. I'm, on, I'm still on Farmers Only, <laughs> and uh, my DMs are wide open, folks. Anyway, uh, so anyway, just uh, like and share this, y'all. This is an awesome interview, Michael. We appreciate you. Appreciate Mike Floyd for helping make this happen. A uh, great friend and a great guy. And so, uh, just uh, thanks a lot. And uh, y'all have, hey, Michael's going to Omaha. Sweat. What? Why I swear
when I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt. Won't see no more than I hurt. Crying your kingdom come. Listen. I wake up in the morning. I bow my head to pray. Mama told me if I don't, ain't nothing gonna change. These prayers breaking up hard rock so I can sow the seed. In a 